everybody, welcome to part two of our conversation around finding and following God. And in case you weren't sure about it, that is the mission statement here at the Compass Church. And we're talking about it all at Midweek at the Compass. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking the time. You know, last week we talked all about this concept of disciple making. It's the whole way that we grow or follow God. So today we want to look at the first part of our mission statement. How can we help people together find God? What are some ways we can go about it? And so we were thinking about how we could do this well. It landed on us really quickly that we have a strategy that we talk about fairly regularly here at the Compass Church. And to talk about it, I wanted to have the man who came up with it Uh, join us. So, Jeff, you're back. Yes. Thank you for being here. You know, I I didn't come up with it, Jake. I'm going to disagree with you on that point. Okay. I'm going to say Jesus Christ came up with it. (laughs) The, 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 The word... Pearl, I, I, I did figure out how those letters could remind us of the strategy that I see modeled in the life of Christ and taught in the teachings of Christ. But So I want to make sure that we have at least a short conversation around our Pearl strategy, yeah, the yeah. relational evangelism strategy of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and really the reason for doing it is we are now past Memorial Day, Kids are either out of school or will be in just a few moments. Mm. And that means we're going to have a busy life, right? There will be times at pool. There will be parties, grill outs, graduation parties, vacations, all of that. Mixed into all of it, I'm thinking that we should be mindful of a way to continue to enact our Pearl strategy. Yes. So I'm wondering... Give us a little bit of an idea of what the strategy is, and then maybe we can talk about some simple ways we could try and enact it here over the course of the summer. Yeah, let's, let's talk. You know, it's interesting. You're right that Pearl works in the summer best of all. You know, sometimes we joke that in Chicagoland, in the winter, we all move into our house and uh, stay inside, and we don't see our neighbors as much. And when the summer comes, we're outside, and we're like, hey, how was your winter? You know, good (laughs) good to see you you emerge from hibernation, you know. And so, yes, uh, this relational strategy works really well in the summer. Could could I uh, make a few comments about relational evangelism in general before we dive into Pearl? 100%, yes. You know, I just want to clarify that evangelism can happen in many ways. Relational evangelism isn't the only way. I think it's the best way and the best way in our particular culture. But, you know, there's cold contact evangelism. You know, maybe you remember folks who go door to door or just come up to a stranger or, you know, meet somebody on the airplane and they can present the gospel and pray with them to receive Christ. And though they never knew them, you know, prior to 15 minutes ago. That happens. I, I will acknowledge that there are folks who are effective at that. Maybe it happened even more 20, 30 years ago in our context. It happens less, I think, because uh, the, the, the trust of, of Christians in general and Christianity in particular, it, it's not there in our culture as much as it used to be. And so you kind of have to build a relationship of trust before they're interested in understanding more about Jesus. You know, another one is uh, campaign evangelism. Remember Billy Graham so made popular this 
let's have a big event, you know, where we bring in the whole city and we'll all listen and hear the gospel and then they'll invite folks to come forward and they'll come in mass. And that still works, but I don't think it works as well as it once did. Uh, again, there's a skepticism and a hesitation that's there. I remember uh, when I was a church planter uh, oh, 30 years ago now, crazy, we used to just send mailers out to people, come to church, and non-believers would come, a ton of them, in fact, based on a mailer alone. Wow. It just doesn't work that way as much anymore. We'll sell, send mailers out occasionally, but they supplement relational evangelism, which, again, I, I think it's so important always, but particularly in today's context. And I completely agree. And when we break it down, like we'll do here in just a few minutes, it it's more manageable. Mm. Like as I'm sitting there thinking about what you were talking about, I am not the guy that's going to sit on a plane and chat up a stranger. Yeah, uh, I'm not the guy that's going to walk into a crowded room. And if I, if I personally don't know people, I'm more likely to hang on the outskirts by the yeah. wall than to try and join a group of people and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Unless I'm there with my wife and she makes me. <laughs> uh, and uh, she knows that yeah. is very true of her. But, yeah. And it's not just you, Jake. I feel the same way. And I think most do. Uh, and so what's great about this Pearl strategy is it's something that every Christian can do. Completely doable yeah. and not daunting, especially when you look at it just a step at a time. That's so right. could you break down the steps? Pearl, an acronym. Yes. What are we looking at here? Yes. Yeah. P in Pearl stands for pray. Pray for them. And this came about when Jesus, in a very pivotal moment, he was looking out over the crowds and he said, he said, wow, there's so many people who are so far from the Lord. And it grieved him. The passage says he was filled with compassion. And then he turned to his disciples and he said, look at the harvest. It's so plentiful and the workers are so few. And so Jesus said, pray for the harvest. And uh, Jesus knew that when the disciples would pray for people who are far from God, that they'd come to the Lord, two things would happen. One, God would move in the person because of the prayer, but also God would move in the one who's praying because of the prayer. And so just doing what Jesus said and starting to pray for them is such a great step. So we challenge people to identify somebody, whether it be at work or in your neighborhood or in your extended family, who's not yet a Christian, who you love, and start faithfully praying for their salvation. That first step, which is not scary, yeah. is very powerful in getting the ball rolling. So pray for them. You can start that immediately. Yeah. Just be praying for who God would bring to mind or someone that you know you're crossing paths with regularly. That's right. And just in the privacy of your quiet time, Pray for him. Yeah. You can also ask, uh, Holy Spirit, direct me to who you want me to pray for. Mm. And sometimes God, knowing what he's doing behind the scenes and softening hearts, will bring to mind somebody who's more likely to trust in Christ. And that moves us to my personal favorite step of the PEARL acronym, <laughs> especially in summertime. And the E stands for? Eat. Yes, eat, eat with, with them. them. Yeah. Love it. And I love it in the summer because of all the grilling that we get to yes. do. Yeah, the, the smell of grilled meat kind of goes through the neighborhood and beckons all to come and join, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this comes again from Jesus. It's, it's fascinating to see how often Jesus was eating 
with sinners. In fact, the Pharisees mocked him for this, that this one, this Jesus eats with them and hangs out with them. And yet Christ knew that God created meals not only to sustain, but also to connect. Meals are just a natural place for us to build relationship, whether it be families sitting around dinner uh, at night or neighbors inviting neighbors over to share a meal. And, and meals are a very natural way to get to know one another, to laugh and tell stories and bond. And so we would challenge folks, uh, particularly in the neighborhood, you know, say, hey, Friday night, we're having some pizza. I'd love you to come over and join us. My wife is so good about uh, making cookies for anybody who moves into the neighborhood. Hey, now. And once you've received cookies and then you're invited for more food at our house, it's kind of hard to say no to that. It, interesting. Yeah. Uh, my kids talked about it in our Mother's Day video. My wife makes phenomenal chocolate chip mm, cookies. Mm. So I think it'll be a good excuse to have her and my kids just bake a bunch of cookies and we'll take them around the neighborhood and then yeah. use that as a way, hey, if you like these, imagine what dinner tastes like here. Yeah. Come on over. You know, I would encourage you, don't give cookies to your neighbors until you've tried them yourself. You just don't know if that batch is mm. really good. I know? believe that's called the dad tax. Yeah, I think so. I love it. <laughs> So let's keep going. A stands for? Ask ask them questions. That's right. Ask questions. So here's what I want to chime in before you talk about ask questions. I don't want to say that you are worse at any one of these, but when it comes to you, Jeff Griffin, you are phenomenal at asking questions. I remember sitting down with you at um, a local Chinese establishment for the first time you and I ever talked before mm. I was on mm. staff here. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was going to walk into or expect. Um, and the conversation legitimately in the best way possible was you asking questions about me and getting to know me, my wife, my family, what I do, what I love, things I enjoy, things I struggle like. It partially felt like a job interview, (laughs) but more important than that, it felt like, man, there is this pastor of a huge church that doesn't have to know anything. And yet all of a sudden is just super interested in me. Um, And I remember going home and talking to my wife about it and just realizing like there was something different about it. Um, So I hope that's an encouragement to you. Not on the interview end necessarily, but just you. Interrogation? Is that really? uh, That's question asking too. Uh, (laughs) There are a bunch of bright lights in front of me here, but I'm asking the questions. No, Uh, you, you do a great job of that. And it's just one of those things that it's modeled it for me. So I would love to just, how have you been able to ask good questions of people as you're sitting down and eating with them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I really love this point of asking questions again, in part because I am naturally inquisitive. Uh, I love history and history is the study of what's happened And every person has a history. And so I just love discovering the adventure of their life. And so uh, though the Lord models asking questions, I will admit I have a natural inclination to go in that direction. Uh, Just want to start that Jesus, uh, it's fascinating how many questions he asks. One would assume that Christ being a preacher would have given more answers or made statements to questions, but it's reversed. Jesus actually asked more questions. Questions are so powerful, like you just alluded to, they convey love and that 
We're interested in someone else. One of the dangers of believers doing evangelism is that they start preaching and telling you, you know, what's, what's going on here? And people are just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And if you show that I, I am more interested in you than I am in me telling you something, that just really honors the people and helps them see love. Hmm. And so I, I, I love asking them about themselves, you know, and saying, tell me, where were you raised? And what was your home of origin like? And tell me about your career path. And if they're married, how did you meet your spouse? And what's it like being a parent? And, and then uh, one of them that's a really important question, if you feel that it's safe to ask it, is tell me about your church upbringing if you had one. A lot of people, you know, have a loose connection to the church or maybe no connection, and they'll, they'll share that. And that's a way to ask a question about them that's important, but it also begins the spiritual discussion a bit. And, and when they ask you about yours, it'll make it natural to add the church part of your own journey. And that's a great transition and segue into the next one. You pick and choose your spots, but the R is... Reveal your story. That's right. So after you have gotten done asking questions, caring for people, finding out who they are, they're bound to yeah. start returning the favor. Yeah, exactly. And maybe you've even done a little practice. You don't want to come off rehearsed, but you've given some thought as to how your story can be told in a way that's engaging, humble, authentic, but also points to the difference that Christ has made. You know, this is where the gospel can be brought in. You know, some have said, Pearl doesn't have share the gospel. Well, it's intended that you share the gospel in the context of revealing your story. And you can tell about how you learned that religion is not about uh, being good and following the rules. It's not about rituals. It's about a relationship with Christ that is gained through not good deeds, but trusting in what Christ did on the cross as the means to your sins being forgiven. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the, they can't argue with what your story is. They may disagree with some of the conclusions that you've made, but your story is your story. And there's no saying, no, that can't be. I love that. And speaking of love, yeah, oh, let's get to this oh, last nice. one. Uh -huh. I saw you did there. That's right. It's not just a hat rack yeah. up here. I got these transitions down at this point. But let's talk about the L of the Pearl strategy. Yeah, yeah. Love them tangibly. Um, Jesus said that love is to be the dominant characteristic of his people. They will know you are disciples by your love. Mm. And so if we are all about content, but not about love, we're not reflecting Jesus very well. And so we need to find ways and not just say, I love you. That's great. But to demonstrate love in action, how can you serve them? How can you be there for them in their hour of need? Looking for meaningful ways to show our selfless inclination to love as Jesus calls us to. The Spirit of God will lead you to meaningful, tangible ways to show love. And boy, is that powerful. 
And it's going to look different in every relationship, right? Yeah, the way some people feel loved tangibly is going to be different. You can go to the love languages if you want that way, but just overall. Um, and I'd love to ask you, what are some tangible ways that in the relationships you have that you've been able to show love to people who haven't yet crossed that finish line of faith, who haven't come to know Jesus yet? What are some things that you have personally done just to maybe stoke some ideas in people? Yeah. Well, you know, one of them is uh, help, uh, encouraging them in a crisis. You know, uh, the love thing, it's not on a timetable. We are over the years loving these friends. And over the years, life is hard and there's bound to be tragedy or crisis. And rushing to their side, calling them, texting them, saying, can we get together? How can I encourage you? Mm. Uh, Tangible love in a crisis is a great way. Uh, I've, I've had many uh, friends say, more than anyone else, you've, you were there for me when I went through that hardship. And that just is something that God loves to see. Uh, other ways, you know, there are real practical ways like your friend, your neighbor's going out of town and saying, hey, can I take in your mail while you're gone? Can I uh, take your garbage out to the street and back? Can I shovel your driveway? You know, these are little tangible ways that you can show concern for them by caring for their property while they're gone. Kids, you know, uh, kids, are, it takes a village, it's been said, to raise them. And it's true. And to say, hey, how can I help? You know, can I watch your kids while you attend to some issue in your life? Or can I invite your kids over to play with my kids? You know, that's a gesture that's very profoundly received. Uh, what else? I'm going to say, I just personally, I love that point. So when I ran our guest services, guest experience uh, at our Naperville campus, that was one of the main things that I would tell all of the greeters and mm -hmm. ushers and everything is that if you win the kid, you will win the parent. Yeah. If you have the choice of do you celebrate the kid and give high fives and try and make them feel like they're loved and welcome or doing that for their parent, I always told them err on the side of the kid, make the kid feel like a million bucks. And by proxy, you're going to do the same thing for the parent. Yeah, that's so true. So um, true. One more comes to mind. Can yeah. I share one? And, and that would be gifts. Uh, people get awkward with this, you know, whether it be a gift of food. Uh, again, I, I can't cook, but I could uh, buy it food and have it delivered. Or a gift of, hey, I just saw this and thought of you. People are like, oh, you know, there's so often an ex expectation that it comes with strings attached. Mm -hmm. They're like, why would you give this to me? And you say, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I saw this and I, you came to mind and I just felt the nudge to give it to you. Any tangible expression of love in, in that way is often so meaningful and so foreign to what people experience in life. They'll be like, wow, there's just a generous disposition that's noticed and appreciated. And from my end, I would love to, I'll give you the last word on Pearl overall, um, but I would love to encourage anybody that's listening to please let us know the stories yes. of how this is all going. And a lot of times when people hear that, they think, well, I, only the success stories or only when everything is completely done. No, I, I personally, I want to know all of the stories. Yeah. How are you praying for people? Mm. I want to celebrate that. Mm. When's the last time you had a friend over for dinner? Mm. I am, I'm going to a new friend's house later this evening for, they call it Friday. They are legitimately frying everything. <laughs> um, 
but it's you know like that'll be an example of just eating with people like yeah. that's a success story does something come of it who knows but just as a pastor here we want to encourage everybody to celebrate the wins and that doesn't have to be the final win even yeah. but the more you do this the more it's habit the more it's celebrated the more you want to do it again and that's the truth yeah, in fact, if I could comment on that, you know, we have uh, used the term pearl to refer to the five stages or steps of relational evangelism, but we've also referred to our friend who we love as a pearl. Mm. And people will email me or come up to me and say, hey, can I tell you what's happening with my pearl? And I love hearing that, even if it's just prayer. Whatever step has been uh, taken, it's a, it's a win, and, and we love celebrating that. Perfect. I mean, angels in heaven celebrate. And I'd like to think that we should be doing the same, right? So So, uh, that's my encouragement for everybody joining. Let's celebrate together. Let's take this summer to celebrate it. Mm. So as Jeff, before I close things out, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Nothing more important to talk about than seeing folks come to the Lord. That's right. That's right. So as you go out over the course of this summer, figure out, be praying, God, guide me. Holy Spirit, prompt Put people in my life. Those kinds of prayers God will always answer, right? Uh, There might be something obvious or less obvious, but as you're praying through, start working through some of those steps. Over the course of summer, grill out, invite people over, go out for pizza, hang out at a pool and have a picnic. Whatever the case is, just start working through this process and let us know so we can come alongside and support and celebrate and keep cheering you on because you are doing the hard and heavy work and the good work of getting to know people and pointing them to Jesus. So go do, have fun, and thank you once again for joining us here in Midweek at the Compass.